Folks, it is... It's, it's another sad start to a, to a Beef Sticks podcast. We don't like to do that. We like to be positive. We like to be upbeat. We like to be fun. We like to be happy. But one of the, the true legends of the business, a man who has spanned so many decades, so many companies, so many continents, a man who has, who has fulfilled pasties and Fat Mac's childhood with so many memories, If you haven't heard, Leon White, the man known as Big Van Vader, passed away at the age of 63 years old a few days ago. The the news didn't come out until just today. At least I hadn't seen anything about it and hadn't seen anything else posted it. Um, Yeah, I didn't hear anything today either. For those of you who don't know, Vader wrestled in New Japan Pro Wrestling, WCW, WWF, and All Japan Pro Wrestling. Probably most known for his work in New Japan and WCW. Um, He had a really... Actually, if you think about it, just a really lackluster and kind of pathetic career in WWF, which is sad but true. Um, But he he also wrestled everywhere in between. You might remember that he was uh, part of the incident in Germany when Mick Foley got his ear ripped off in the ring ropes. That was in a match against Big Van Vader as well. Some of you might not know, he also had a successful NFL career with the LA Rams, where he actually played in Super Bowl six or Super Bowl fourteen? No. Super Bowl fourteen? That isn't right, is it? Well that's what I wrote, folks. Against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Maybe it was. How many Super Bowl Yeah, yeah, that's probably right. It seems like it's been around much longer than that. I apologize. So, like I said, one of Vader's children tweeted from his account saying, quote, It is with heavy heart to inform everyone that my father, Leon White, passed away on Monday night, 6-18-18, at approximately 7.25 p.m. He also added, quote, Around a month ago, my father was diagnosed with a severe case of pneumonia, which we had brought up here on uh, Beef Sticks Podcast. He fought extremely hard and clinically was making progress. Unfortunately, on Monday night, his heart had had enough. And it was his time. As some of you may recall, Vader underwent open heart surgery in March. Vader spoke in depth with Bill Apter about the surgery before it happened and called himself, quote, a, a walking time bomb due to having 10 clogged blood vessels. Pasty, what do you have to say about the one of the great, not only one of the greatest big men in the history of the sport, just the, one of the all-time great legends It's rough, man. Uh, this one, a little bit more so than a lot of the others recently. I don't like to say that, but this one rocked me pretty good when I heard it. Uh, we've been covering this for a long time. Uh, it asked <coughs> for help to make sure he could make the appointments and everything to, to benefit himself. And for him to finally call it, and that's it. It's hard. You know, I grew up watching him in the ring and on Boy Meets World. Yes. He's a, he was a great man with a big heart and always gave back. And I think that's what made him so special. But I, uh, I'm very sad to see him go. My condolences to his family. I, I agree. Um, 
definitely just just a favorite. You know, I, as we've talked about many times, and I've been open about, as a child, I was more into WCW NWA than WWE. And Vader is really more of a WCW NWA guy than a WWE guy. Mm-hmm. Um, although he did spend a substantial amount of time in WWE, but like I said, not much happened there. Where in WCW he was a top guy, he was a former heavyweight champion. Um, in NWA he had great, great matches with the likes of Ricky Steamboat, Ric Flair, uh, Cactus Jack, Mick Foley. Just always, always was in the main event spot there. In New Japan, he was just a beast. He had uh, tag team runs with Stan Hansen, and uh, just an all, he he had a presence about him. I never met the man personally, but through so many interviews and podcasts and things I've listened to, I know that he's probably most known for having probably the stinkiest wear, the stinkiest outfit, clothing of any wrestler. And when he gets you in the corner, and he'd start tatooing you that it just the worst part was how bad it smelled not the hits that he was giving you um the man has been in like we said new japan wcw wwe all japan ecw tna wrestling all over the world all over independence he he was wrestling up until just uh um this last year and um he is uh he is in the wwe hall of fame he was in the 2016 uh, Hall of Fame, or, or Class of Hall of Fame, I guess you would say. Stan the Lariat Hansen inducted him into that. So that is awesome. Like Pasty said, we'd been covering this. He seemed, as a said, he seemed to be doing better. But, sadly, it's no longer time, Pasty. It's no longer Vader time. Ah. <sighs> So with that, let's show some merchandise. Yes. That's the kind of people we are here. <laughs> You're listening to Smooth Jazz with Fudge McGavin. Coming up in a little bit, we have Sticky Drops by Spoony McDoodle. But first, Has your car ever told you that it loves you, but it feels naked? You need to hit up Corey Matthews and Monsterware and get yourself some good old custom-made, handcrafted vinyl decals to support your favorite brands, logos, pictures. Donald Trump's penis. Hit up my boy Corey Matthews at Monster Wear Clothing today. Great rates, fast turnaround time, locally sourced in the great state of Minnesota. He'll do a great job and make you proud. Monster Wear Clothing. Also, if you need hand painted, Hockey masks for your hockey wear, or just your casual street murder. Monster Wear Clothing does that too. Yes, Monster Wear Clothing is the only brand.
And the air is as dead as Vader, I hate to say it. Holy <laughs> shit. But don't forget, you can have a monster of a time at the Galactic Get Down Outer Space themed what? music and capting festival. I love that Get Down. It's at the Outback Ranch in Houston, Minnesota. It is from August 2nd through the 4th. It is an amazing, fun, intergalactic, exploratory, spaced out, universal, cosmic time. Far out, man. Dead Larry Seahorse Productions presents... You get that one guy, Useful Jenkins, The Way Down Wanderers, Kind Country, Frogleg, Dub. Aaron Cam and One Drops, Lunar Funk Theory, Natty Nation, Truffles, Coral Creek, Gin Strings, Burbillies, Space Monster, Space Monkey Mafia, Basement Brew, and many more. Not only will you get to see... That's right, folks. Three nights of rock, bluegrass, ska, jazz, jam bands, and so much more. You don't want to miss out on the Galactic Get Down. It's going to be out of this world. There is going to be live art by Dizzle Arts, Shake and Paint, Melanie Klimple, Rico Lindquist, Ronger, Maralter, and more. There's fire dancers, and there's light dancers, and there's balloon animals. There is Wi-Fi, electricity, water. What, what more could you want? Yes. What more could you want? And if you get your tickets Those now, are the it's... the three basic needs of life, aren't they? It is. It is. Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi internet, and, and water. water. That is. And if you go, if you act now, you can get your, your weekend pass for only $85. If you were to see all of these guys individually, all of these artists individually, you'd accumulate $1,000 worth or more just going to see them. $85, you get to see them all. You get to see all the side attractions. You get to get memorabilia, and you get a memorable time, plus the camping, plus all the great new people, the old friends you know from afar, the good times, the fire, the booze, the, the wildness, the Dutch rudders, the cosmic atmosphere. It's just, how can you go wrong? How can you go wrong? And hey, if you can't get it ahead of time, you just said, hey. how you can go wrong by not getting a Dutch rudder. By not getting a Dutch rudder. Maybe you don't have the money now. Maybe you can't afford to get the 85 week and pass at this moment, but you're coming into a chunk of change later. You know what? You can go at the gate. You can go at the gate. You don't have to pay in advance. $100, it costs you a little more, but 15 bucks extra dollars ain't going to knock your socks off. It's good shit. Want more? Well worth every penny spent. And if you want more information, go and hit www.galacticgetdown.com or hit up facebook.com forward slash galactic get down. So, with that said, Pasty, we're going to move right along to what personally myself, you might disagree with this, would call the most underwhelming NXT TakeOver in history, NXT TakeOver Chicago 2. I liked it. It was a good time. I can't say I didn't like it. I'm not saying that I didn't like it. I'm not saying that at all. 
Um, but as we, uh, we'll, we'll talk about our feelings as we go. The show started off with the NX Tag Team Championships. The Undisputed Era ended up keeping their uh, a strong hold on their titles, defeating the monsters known as Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch. And boy, did everybody look good. I mean... And boy, did everybody look good. Yes. Glistening bodies dripping all over the wrestling arena. Mmm. Undisputed. Yeah, um... I mean, I, I would agree that this is probably the best Danny Burch has looked. This is one of the better Oni Lorcan matches. I think for both of them, everybody looked really good in this match. But to me, it was... I still could have seen this match on, on WWE SmackDown, I think. Um, I love... Obviously, I'm a huge Undisputed Era mark, but these are... Two of my these are probably my two least favorite in the undisputed era would be Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong, with uh, O'Reilly probably being my least my least impressed out of all of them. It goes for me it goes Bebe, then it goes Bobby Fish, and then it goes Roddy, and then it goes Kyle O'Reilly. So, um, this this match was good, but like I said, to me this was a SmackDown match. This was not anything I would have seen at NXT Takeover uh, two years ago. It was a good kick after the show. It was high intensity, and I got more out of it than I expected. I I have to say, I think I got what I expected out of it. I got a, a decent Undisputed Era match, and I got the best Oni Lorcan Danny Birch match that I was probably ever going to get. Um, they went 16 minutes, which is good. At least they gave them time. They gave them time for Oni and Birch to shine, and that should be doing. Um... And shine the light did off their glistening chests. They did. Um, you know, obviously O'Reilly and Roddy are veterans in the sport, and I think they did what they should have done, which was they elevated Lorcan and Birch. This was about showcasing Lorcan and Birch and trying to bring them up a level. If you go by that, it it succeeded one hundred percent in my mind. It was a good match. It could have been more. It didn't need to be more. It was pretty solid. It was solid. Next we had the King versus the Prince. Ricochet versus the Velveteen Dream. Pacey, you and I only... Velveteen Dream. You and I only differed on this one match for picks. <laughs> and I will say, you had a clean sweep on this pay-per-view, picking every winner. Uh, obviously, I thought you were going to be right on this, this did for quite a while. <laughs> I was looking really good in his favor. Yeah, this this was probably the only one that was that that we really even had to think about, I, I think. Which, which, again, I guess... To me, it could take away from the... A lot of times, NXT TakeOver, every match down the line, you're like, God, I could really see either guy winning. And this one, I think this is the only one, other than maybe the Champa match, the, the Gargano-Champa street fight, were the only two that you could that you could make an argument for either guy winning. Otherwise, you knew. Yeah, for it was a predictable pay-per-view, obviously. Which is always a negative. I'm not even that. I've, I've always said not... No. Being unpredictable and, and putting on a bad show is worse than putting on a great show. It's predictable. I'm okay with that. Again, I just didn't feel this was a great show. But this this match! Let's talk about this match, Pasty. 
This was a very different match than I expected to get, and I in, in a good way. I was pleasantly surprised about that. It was much more cerebral and psychological than it was. Did you just uh, shake a beer before opening it? Yeah, that's how I roll. You're a wild man. It's my supper. Oh. It's my supper. <laughs> it's my supper. It's a V8. I'm having supper while I'm doing the podcast. I apologize, folks. Should I go get my pork chops, though? I don't know. Can you drink them like I can drink <laughs> my V8? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Pork Chops Podcast. <laughs> Could have been. It could have been. been. We talked. We tossed our own chops for. A while. <laughs> what do you What do you got to say about uh, King versus Prince, Ricochet versus uh, Dream? I liked it a lot, and I'm glad it got the runtime. It uh, both both of them looked very well um, for for quite a while. It looked like Velveteen Dream was going to win the match, but his ego always got the best of him, and he'd go to the top. And he'd come crashing down. And he was really trying to ground Ricochet. And he was really trying to win by taking it to the top. Like, I, I feel like, yeah, like you said, yeah. it was ego. He was really trying well, to say... the storyline going into it was you. anything you can do, I can I do can better. better. Yeah. Yeah. And, um... Obviously, promos and charisma, Velveteen Dream, I believe, does do better than Ricochet. Oh, yeah. But Ricochet's Ricochet... He's not bad. Than a lot of people he's like a roster. he's like a Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio always had an amazing repertoire, and he had an okay charisma and promo. Um, he never did good lucha things. Shit. <laughs> no, god damn it! <laughs> good lucha <laughs> things. God damn it! <laughs> Such a classic. That's what he's always going to be known for. This match was again a ma- see. I, I'm I'm stuck in this one. I, I maybe this match. Is what I thought it was going to... Like I said, it turned out being different. So that pleasantly surprised me. And I call this a very good... What I would expect to see on an NXT TakeOver. So, definitely good points for me. Um, Out of all the NXT TakeOvers in the world... This match might not even break the top 20. That's possible. But it'd be close. And and I'd have to think about it. But there's just been a lot of amazing TakeOver matches... I, I think the more takeovers you have, the more you compare them to the older ones, the more there's just so many classics that you can't. It's like like we knew going into the, the Chicago Street Fight. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's like we went, we knew going into the main event on this one, uh, Johnny Gargano. Is he ever going to be able to top his best match ever against uh, either Ch- or or Almas, whichever one? We don't know. Or Black. I mean, you take your pick. Any of those could have been the best. I would say Gargano almost was probably the best, but, you know, so, um, this one, I, I'm definitely saying a great match, well worth it, definitely takeover worthy. They, like you said, they gave him the time, they went over 22 minutes, Pasty. They gave him the time to tell a story. That's what made me happy, they told a story. It was a damn good story, too. Very much. Next up, we have what, what to me was probably the worst match on the card, which is sad in this uh, women's evolution yeah. revolution. Not gonna world lie, I kind of fell asleep during this match. Um, but I was watching it late at night and determined to watch the whole thing. So we had NXT Women's Championship match. Shayna Baszler coming in as the champion, and she defended successfully her championship against Nikki Cross, formerly of Sanity, now of we don't know what we're doing with her. 
to retain the I don't title. know why she didn't just get called up with Sanity other than the fact that, that maybe Sanity the hasn't been on TV. there was a little... Well, no, they were on TV, on SmackDown, apparently. Did they finally make their debut? Yes. Did you hear what the rumor was of why, um... Things happened on SmackDown. I, I can't name them all, because I only heard it once, but... We we were I talking heard it was about actually a good episode. We were talking about Sanity Authors of Pain and then I had forgot about Revival too, hadn't been on. Did you hear why they had been kept off TV for so long? Or at least the rumor. Um No, I'm not exactly certain of the rumor, but I they guess, were also just on Raw. I guess one rumor that I had heard, which would make sense if they're all debuting now, was that originally there were supposed to be three money in the bank ladder matches and one was gonna be a tag team ladder yeah. match. And that they ended up scrapping right. that idea, so they had nothing to do with all of these people until obviously after Money in the Bank. So that would make sense why now they're finally coming back, <laughs> because yeah. Money in the Bank's over. So that's probably a legitimate rumor there, then. Um, not much to say about this one, other than it gave us an epic meme, which is now the um, the the profile pic of beefsticks.com forward slash Facebook, or facebook.com forward slash beefsticks podcast, I should say. Um, with um, Shayna Baszler putting Nikki Cross in a, like a camel clutch, and Nikki Cross just, just smiling in ecstasy as so much of a sadist. <laughs> and it's like, like, Shayna looks like she's in more pain trying to hurt Nikki, <laughs> and Nikki's just loving it. Uh, definitely the, the newest, best meme, and I love it. And um, a good match. This was a good match, but again, this was a good match I could see on SmackDown or Raw or NXT TV. Yeah. They, these two women should have gone the extra mile, and they didn't. Well, I mean, if they only had ten minutes to do it, it's kind of hard to get everything in. Nikki's character development was pretty good during this match. But other than that, yeah, it was a flash in the pan. Yeah. Next we had the NXT Championship match, which you don't often see going on before the main event, but they did again this Unless time. Unless Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano are on the bill. And rightfully so. I, I think very few trend. times, very few times way, I'd argue that. that too, but... They would be going last. And you did. Like, nah, they won't I, go last. Again. I didn't think they would because NXT's not known so for that doing that. Point? <laughs> you already won. Sure, I'll give you an extra point. I'll give you seven. <laughs> I was going to give you an extra point just for fucking making a clean sweep. Because <laughs> even with only five matches, that's still impressive. I would say. Um, Alistair Black coming in as champion. Retained his championship. We didn't see any championship losses, Pacey. Not a single championship was dropped on this takeover. Again, not a bad thing. There shouldn't have to be. Shouldn't have to be. Um, Against Lars Sullivan. Lars Sullivan. This isn't even the best Lars Sullivan's match I've seen. And this was probably one of the worst Aleister Black matches I've seen. Lars really fucking held... In my opinion, Lars really held Aleister Black down. Pacey, we didn't even get the springboard crisscross applesauce. Yeah, which might be a good thing in itself. <laughs> it's like Dean Ambrose flipping through the ropes and rebounding back. It's, if you do it every fucking time, it's dumb. Correct. That that alone might be a good thing in itself, but I, I found myself just getting distracted during this match. I was not... <laughs> 
I was not held. <laughs> I was well. I just no. I mean, not even that. Just just the match in general. I wasn't number one. I didn't think there was any way Lars Sullivan was winning, even though they're building up him up as this big beast. I, I still didn't think there was any chance he was winning. And it just again, it wasn't. I mean, Alistair Black took a lot of the the defense. He was, uh, which is good. Again, you're trying to build up Lars. To me, this was undisputed era versus Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch, but in a singles match. It was a match we knew Alistair was going to keep the championship, but it's to make Lars look strong. They did that, but this, I, like I said, I don't even think this was Lars Sullivan's best match I've seen. That was um, a while back when I think it was um, Andrade Cien almost faced him, I want to say. Um, just not a good look for Black or Sullivan in in the almost main event of an NXT TakeOver. I didn't hate it as much as you did, but I also probably haven't seen that many Lars Sullivan matches, and the ones I have seen have been very underwhelming. So this was, I don't know, it brought him up in my eyes, which is kind of what it's meant to do. It didn't do anything for Aleister Black. Um, he needs somebody better to work with. Like, Black versus Ricochet has got to be the next NXT takeover main event, right? Uh, it would be a good one. It would be a hell of a good I mean, one. And else, Ricochet could easily take the title then. It depends on what... I else. guess, to me, it depends on what they're doing with uh, Champo Gargano. Those are the two wild cards. I have a feeling it's not over because it's still... It was still a, a cheap... We'll get to, we'll get to that. Let's, let's let and Black and why And why no North American Championship defense? That was a good. That's I, another thing I don't quite get. We talked about that we always before. Get a match is that like a thing you have to have one women's match on the bill? I, I think it should be, but I think they should also have to write a good story for it. Then, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. But no, you and I last week talked about how there was no baby on the card, and that maybe they could add a match or he would be involved in some way. And other than getting thrown out during the undisputed era match. Yeah, Adam Cole did nothing. I guess, you know, I didn't even think of that, Pacey, but now that you mention that, that's another big negative. That's their biggest star right now. He's bigger than their champ, Aleister Black. He's bigger than Ciampa and Gargano. He's probably the biggest star they have right now. They didn't even well, have him. Well, you know, and it was negative, yes, but we haven't even got to the biggest positive of NXT TakeOver. Well, no, we and haven't. Sh- we, we have Chicago Street Fight. And and that is yeah. and that was easily match of the year candidate, and that's gonna always be mm-hmm. in the talks for your top five NXT takeover matches. It might just barely how reach you do it. A it might hit street it. Fight. Yeah, one of the Take best street fights since the eighties, almost. Um, when he pulled back the, uh, they weren't wearing jeans. <laughs> but he was. He he came out wearing a Captain America outfit that I actually kind of liked. <laughs> yeah. Johnny Gargano, wasn't it like? Like Captain America? That's the first thing I yeah. thought of. And yeah, then that's it, exactly what I thought. And Champa came out, um yeah, what did he come out in? Uh, something different. They came out in some, they both come out in something different. But it seemed themed and I loved it. Um I didn't hear any fuck you Champa chants. Oh I for him. I did. Did you? Quite a few times because I was watching with oh. my son and it was like Fuck you, Champa. There were well, some Champa Well, then they Champa edited cheers. that the fuck out because I watched it on the later edition. Oh, did you? 
I was watching at like eleven o'clock. They oh, already edited it all out. Yeah. I guess so. I guess he heard it. some like muffled chanting that I was like, "What the fuck are they even saying right now?" And that must have been put in the place. Um, especially during was. when he was getting stretchered out, they, that they were chanting yeah. loud "fuck Champas" when he was getting stretchered <laughs> out. So, if you didn't hear it during that time, they did edit that out then because there was loud "fuck Champas." That bothers Champas. me because WWE has disclaimers on the network. Why does NXT have to be censored like that? I mean, I guess it's kind of a little much, but well, not really. I mean, show. to me, you look at the um something else to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard which they have disclaimers and is is not a PG program by no means, and they won't let them say fuck. Well, they let them say it, but they blurred it out. It's weird. I agree with you. Blurt it out when the crowd does it. That's fun. Or why not just let them do it? And if if parents don't... I I don't know. I I hear you, Pasty. It's it's annoying, isn't it? I mean, I can see them them to put the kibosh on it on Raw or SmackDown. Easily. Yes. Well, and they should. It's network television. They should put the kibosh on it. 100%. NXT appeals to, like, real wrestling fans. I apologize. It's not network television. It's cable television. But they still should. I agree. But yes. Yeah. NXT is a separate... It's different. It's the hardcore fans that started the Fuck You Champa chant. The only thing I don't like right now is basically anybody who gets a championship, you know when their run's done, they're going up. Yeah. I don't want that all the time. I don't want that all the time. It shouldn't be. Yeah, I agree. So as far as the the street fight, um, not only did we see... I I was surprised at... We didn't see as many creative things. We've seen a lot of trash cans, trash can lids, chairs. Yeah, but they made trash cans cool again. They they made them You gotta give them credit for that. (laughs) <laughs> um, but when he pulled out, when he pulled out the, the, the lawn trimmers, the clippers, the hedge clippers, at first I was like, holy shit. And then he started clipping the ropes and I seen this quite a few years back. It was bully Ray. I don't think it was versus sting. I don't remember who it was versus. It might've been Jeff Hardy or sting. And he ripped up the mat and he exposed the boards. And I was like, holy shit, you've never seen this. This is awesome. And when they did it in NXT, I got that same feeling. I did see it in TNA before, but I've never seen it in WWE. And you don't see it often. That's not something you see a lot of. And is it worse than the hard concrete that they slam them into or the steel? Probably not. But it's the visual that we don't ever see them exposed at that really gets you. And then they kept um, avoiding it, and that pissed me off. Right. Yep, they're not going to do it. It's going to be like the flaming tables. With, yes! With... <laughs> That's what I was thinking of was the flaming tables, where it's like they're just Tommy not going to do it. Dreamer and the Dudley boys. And then they uh, they went ringside, and then they had the, the big... Uh... Oh, shit, what was the move that took Champa out? Why can't I think of it? Um... I don't remember the move, but it was from on top of very tall blue bucks. Yeah, yeah, he did it anyways. And then he took it off. And then I guess this is where you and I disagree, and, and I think this is a great platform for you and I to discuss our feelings, because neither one's right or wrong. Pro wrestling's about how they tell the story and how we perceive the story. You, you've okay, seen you it as... tell them how it happened. I'll, I'll, I'll tell them my perspective. Yeah, yeah. Rebuttal. So, because I think this is where both of our opinions start. This is where your opinion started, I believe. Is, um, let's rewind just a little bit. Tomacho Champa was was winning. He had Gargano all but beat to hell. 
Um, again, it's a street fight. It's not a false count anywhere match, so they do have to get into the ring to win or lose. Right. Champa takes Gargano's wedding ring, and keep in mind that um, uh, Candice Candice LeRae has been a huge part of this feud. Huge part of this feud. Tommaso, Tommaso took the wedding ring off, spit on champagne. it, <laughs> spit on it, and kept it. Well, after this, Gargano gets up. Gargano does the huge move off of the off of the the stage setting or whatever. Gargano's down. They say he needs to get wheeled in the back, which is fine. I thought that the pay per view was over at this point. Honestly, I thought it was over. They spent a long time just doing nothing, which man could piss me off sometimes. But I think it really worked. But when Gargano yeah. got his shit together, and all of a sudden he looked on his hand and seen his ring was missing. Gargano's like, fuck, no, no, no. This guy has taken everything from me. He's taken my friendship. He's taken my faith. He's taken my wrestling career. He's taken everything from me. He's not taking the bond between me and my wife. So he goes after him. Because he knows Tomacho just did it to be an ass. And he goes after him. If he really cared about the bond between him and his wife, wouldn't he went to go find the ring? Well, he did. Tommaso still had the ring when he got him. Uh, no, on he the... chucked it. He bit on it. Chucked it. Ch- chuck you. Well, then, okay, I-, I misunderstood that, but I don't think that changes anything. I think it's still... The fact is, Tommaso's the one that's trying to to do that to him. So he got him, and he beat the shit out of him, and he's like, no, you know what? You you think you can you think you can take the bond from me and my wife? I'm gonna take you out. I'm going to beat you. It's not gonna be a no contest. There's not gonna be another match. It's gonna be final. You're you're out of my life forever. It's over. There's no more you. There's no more you fucking with me and my wife. There's no more anything. It's over. It's done. We're gonna end this. It has to end. So he brings him back to the ring. Not only that, he makes Champa tap out. Which makes me think that this feud still isn't over, which may or may not be a good thing, I don't know. But Champa tapped out to the Gargano escape in the middle of the ring. Everybody's seen it. But the ref. The ref didn't see it. Champa, or Gargano goes off. He's doing something else. I think he's going around to go to the top rope, if I remember right. It's been a few days since I've seen it, and I've only watched this once, which is horrible. I need to watch it again. He yeah, goes to the ring, and Champa grabs him from the ring apron, does a draping DDT a la Randy Orton, onto the exposed wood from the mat, gets the one, two, three, and an amazing finish. I love that finish. Um, and so Champa leaves the winner, but again, there's to me, there's doubt. Not only, not only did Champa tap. But it's like, yeah, okay, so let's say he threw the ring, and let's say Johnny Gargano can't find the ring. Is that going to be something going for I don't know. But to me, it wasn't ego. I guess I thought it was pride, which I guess you could say pride and ego. To me, it's ego. At the beginning of the match, he said he was going to see him out on a stretcher, much like he did to him when this whole thing started. And he was getting carried out on a stretcher, Go find your fucking ring, man. But no. Ego. The stretch is not fucking good enough. I gotta drag him back to the ring and put him in handcuffs and beat him. I guess to me that's the to big... Me, you're, 
you're asking a little much. You're flying a little too close to the sun, buddy. It could have been done and over. You take but it the wasn't. Win and you can take the win. But he didn't. He wouldn't get the win. That's not a win. That would have been a no contest, and there would have been another match. He can't win it outside of the ring. Well, there's going to be another match anyway. I, I agree. Which is that's the only <laughs> thing to me that's a big deal is that he. I believe he wanted him carried out on a stretcher after he won, and this wouldn't have been a win. This would have been a no contest. And to me, that I was the biggest I just have a problem thing. here. And my problem is, is I'm starting to like tomato champagne. That is the big problem. He, he's supposed to be the big-ass heel, and I'm starting to, like, yeah, I'm happy he won because Johnny couldn't fucking let it go. That's not supposed to be happening. Which I agree with that. And I think that's a good chapter of this story. That's why I think it's not over yet. And and the fanboy in me says that's great it's not over yet. I just I swear to God, by the end series of matches, there's at least gonna be one more, right? I I believe so, yes. Tomato champagne will be a face and Johnny Gargano will be a heel. It's gonna completely well, switch that's, around. I guess that's good if that's and what they do and they do with a Candace double turn. LeRae is gonna wane in the storyline. If they do a double turn, I'm okay with that. Um, Candice LeRae winds up with tomato champagne. I don't want to see that. And I don't want to see... I Yeah, yeah. I mean, if they do a double turn, that's fine. I do think that... Like I said, there was there was fans chanting for Ciampa this match, and that's bad. Because mm-hmm. he, he was the last true heel we've had. Yeah. Really, Kevin Owens used to be that. And now people cheer Kevin Owens. Then we had Champa, and now people are cheering Champa. But I, I guess I just think it's gonna think come with it was time. An, it was an amazing. I mean, match. you're starting to see like Champa just wants to be left alone. He wanted it to be done. Yeah. Gargano couldn't let it go. I mean, and they might end it here, and we might not get it again, which is fine because no, the more we, you do it, the more you do it. Get this every NXT takeover for the rest of forever. It's like they're going to become the new uh, Shinsuke AJ, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But it's like, it's good to see two people you love wrestling each other wrestle, but you don't want to get to the point where you're sick of it. And I'm not there yet, but man, one more match might do it. One more match, I might be saying Champa Gargano was the worst match on the card. I don't want to say that. That scares me. Scares me. I think they improve with every match, so I think the third one. They have so far. I agree. I just worry about it though. Uh, they they gotta have some kind of crazy crazier stipulation on their street. What do you culminate this with? This man standing. I mean, that's about it. And then you just look they like you're copying. They just did that. Yeah, that's. Well, they just did. On the cell. Uh, they could do the first ever NXT Hell in a Cell. That actually is a good idea, Pasty. That'd be a different cell. That'd They've be cool. never had a Hell in a Cell in NXT, so that uh, that's interesting. Or, but why or, do you, why is it a Hell in a Cell? Prison, shut up, shut up. <laughs> but I don't know why you do a Hell in a Cell because historically, even though the cell always gets opened, you do a Hell in a Cell to keep people out, and nobody's interfering in this match. But you could say. That their their hatred for each other burns as hot as hell, and that's why they're doing a hell in a cell. It's not about keeping people out; it's about injuring the people inside. I guess if if you yeah. and I were writing, we could and write they, it good. Yeah, and if they <laughs> did it the right way, they'd do it like they did with the tag team hell in a cell from a year or so ago, 
with New Day and Usos, and there'd be hella weapons inside of that cell, too. Right, right. The the lethal lockdown that they stole from TNA. I hear you. Yeah, that one. Do that again. I forgot they did that. I completely forgot that. It was a good match. I'm not saying it wasn't. I just got about it. Or what about Jericho's cage match with Ian Ambrose with the stuff hanging from the side of the cage? That was a lot of fun. The Lion's Den match or something, wasn't it? Yeah. Or am I thinking of something yeah. different? No, 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 that wasn't that. That was um that was WWE with Ken Shamrock and, and somebody else. Um, but yeah, I do remember what you're talking about. Or how about a House of Horrors match? Let's bring that one back. Hey, speaking of, uh, speaking of Chris Jericho and Nico... Just another, just another shameless, shameless plug for somebody who's not fucking paying us. If anybody out there loves listening to podcasts, there's a two-part podcast, 83 weeks with uh, Eric Bischoff. They did a podcast all about Chris Jericho, WCW, and the very next week, Chris Jericho on Talk Is Jericho brought Conrad Thompson in, who's the co-host of 83 Weeks, to actually run a rebuttal episode. To where Jericho gave his opinion and his sides of the story. Really good listen if you listen to the two of them. Really, really good listen. Um, just a quick shameless plug to somebody who doesn't I'll fucking get us. But um, I, I will, I will warn everybody. The eighty-three weeks is, I think, four hours long, and I think the talk is Jericho is two and a half hours long. So it might take you a few days to get through it, but it's definitely a worthwhile listen to if you have the time. Oh, uh, with that being said, Pasty, I'm I'm just gonna sweet, say it. Sweet. I you did awesome. Um, but I still I'm gonna say that this is probably it, it in my recent memory, this is my, my least over NXT takeover ever. Um not I'm not bad. This is still folks, listen to me, this is still better than ninety percent of last year's WWE main roster pay per views. So I'm not saying that. I'm saying compared to all the other NXT takeovers, I feel like this one didn't cut the mustard. That's that's just me. This could be somebody else's favorite NXT takeover, and I will back them up 100% if that's if they enjoyed what they saw. I mean, why not? That's the great thing about wrestling. In my opinion, there isn't a right or wrong. Am I right or am I wrong? You're, you're you're entitled to your opinion. I don't think it was the best NXT takeover. Let me let me put it this well, way: off the top of your head, can you think of a worse takeover? Like just in, can you just off the top of your head? Like I can think of bad WWE main roster pay per views. Not off the top of my head, but I know there was one from that not so long ago that I wasn't really feeling. There was one. You and I talked about it. I wanted to say it was War Games, but I think we liked the War Games no. one. Yeah, War Games was good. So it might have been the one right before War Games that was underwhelming. Yeah. And that might be the other one. It might be. It was during the time, it was during the transition between this group of NXT guys and the last group where they still weren't quite there yet. Yep. Nonetheless, I don't think this is going to make my top 10 list of NXT takeovers. It's just not. But that's okay. Money in the bank, Pasty. That's what everybody's talking about. Nobody talks about TakeOver. Nobody gives a fuck about right. TakeOver. It's just you and I. Fuck that show. Money in the bank. Took place. We had a pre-show. 
I really wish they, I really wish they'd get rid of the pre-show with four-hour pay-per-views, or at least not have a match on them. But that's me. Pre-show was a SmackDown Tag Team Championships. The Bludgeon Brothers successfully defended their titles against the Good Brothers. Uh, Seven-minute match. Pre-show. You and I both picked Bludgeon Brothers. Uh, anything else to say other than this was pointless? Nope. I didn't watch it either. So. Actually did watch it, but it was still pointless. And I try to avoid watching the pre-shows, but I had nothing better to do. Uh, we went to Daniel Bryan versus Big Cass. They lasted uh, over 15 minutes, surprisingly. Surprisingly, yeah. In a match with which, looking back now with what we know, was even more pointless than we thought it was going into it. And we thought it was pointless <laughs> going into it. You and I both picked Big Guys, Cass. Guys, I'm so embarrassed when you make me lose to Daniel Bryan. <laughs> you and I both picked Big Cass. to Daniel Bryan and then let him go. But we didn't know he was going to get fired, so I suppose if we knew he was getting fired, we probably wouldn't have picked him. Yeah. Kind I mean, of a swerve. You'd have to figure with this happening pay-per-views and know that this would be going somewhere, right? <laughs> Boy, would WWE have fooled you! <laughs> now they're not going to have anything for Brian to do, and they're going to can him. Yeah, they'll have more for him. There have been so many, oh, so many reports. I didn't even put anything in the news this week. So many reports about Daniel Bryan's contract updates. Everything I've seen was, they don't know if he's re-signed, and they don't know if he hasn't. The fuck? That's not an update. That's you just saying you don't know. I see that on like four different news sites. Daniel oh, Bryan man. contract update. YouTube videos are great for that. Like, <laughs> yeah. Info on the next update of this, and then they're like, "Well, I don't know, but I think." Yep. And then I'm like, "Shut off your." A couple opinion. of them. A couple of them said like Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn signed five year extensions. Daniel Bryan might be willing to do that. But there's no, but there's no, there's no news now on if he would. What the fuck? That's not news. All right, moving on. We got. Oh, um, no, 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 no. Okay, that, go ahead. Keep going. In one of the wrestling groups I'm in that you were in, but you left. No, I'm still. I haven't left it. I haven't left it. I unfollowed it. There's two. Di- it's different unfollowing than than leaving. I just don't get Somebody updates on it. Post the article for. WWE.com about Roman Reigns being suspended. But they didn't even hide the fact the link that was from 2017. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And then later, somebody shared a link from WWE that did make sure to take the thing off. Saying that WWE has come to terms with James Ellsworth's <laughs> relationship with them. From last year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love that shit. <laughs> Folks, we here at Beef Six Podcast try to work hard at at least the information we tell you. We try to look it up from at least two different sources. At least two. And that's the minimum. We usually try to look, go the extra mile and find out what we're talking about. Especially when it has to do with like contracts or, or people getting let go or injuries. But, I don't know. Do a fake news. And and like insert one fake news in each episode, and that's for our listeners to pick out. That'd be good. What is not the truth? One of these things is not the truth. One of these things is Trump news. 
Next up, we had uh, Robert Lashley versus Samert Zane in a barely over five-minute match <laughs> that really did nothing for either guy. I, Pasty, I'm not going to lie. I honestly can't remember this match. I don't know if anything really happened. I can't imagine anything happened in it because I don't remember much about this. I couldn't tell you the ending. I'm guessing it was a spear or a, or a suplex. Do you remember anything about this match, really? No. I mean, I know what happened. This was, the, this was the body break match. Actually, I made sure not to pay attention to this match because this match is what made me stop watching uh, Raw and SmackDown. Oh, there you go. This, this whole feud. So I was like, nah, fuck this. I, I don't care. And I think I actually went and did something else for the duration of the match. Uh, so, moving on, we had an Intercontinental Championship match. Seth Rollins defended his title successfully against Elias. 17-minute match that I can only describe as underwhelming, Pasty. Should have been so much better between these two. It was good. God. But then it wasn't what he deserved. No. But, I mean, if you watched Raw, it all makes sense. Well, yes, I, I didn't watch Raw, but I do know that fucking Ziggler's beat Seth for the Ziggy. title, which is just, yeah. he's the guy that gave it, wasn't he the guy that gave it up? Yeah, he's the guy that gave it up. <laughs> no, he for gave no up reason. the US title, What's the, That's the same title, he gave it up for no reason, now he's, no. he should never, he should never be able to get another title again if he gave up the US title. Null and void from ever getting a title again. Why? He said so the he U.S. Could get it again. <laughs> so stupid. To rack up, to rack up those title holders. This match, Seth Rollins is such an amazing athlete, and Elias is growing so much that uh, Seth Rollins didn't put on his best best match, and Elias was Elias, excuse me, was kind of stagnant. Elias. He was kind of stagnant Elias during this. Was stagnant. I'm still, I still have high hopes for him, but this was not his breakout performance like it could have been. If you're gonna if you're gonna break out against Seth Rollins in an IC title match on pay per view is a place to do it. So do it. Don't hold back. Especially not if it you're waiting for Dolph Ziggler. Fuck. It wasn't a say, bad match. If you would have just... dropped it to Elias here and then Ziggler would have taken it, maybe everybody would be happier. I would have been more pissed. That's not how you make a star like Elias by making him a transition champ between a true star and a fake star. Hey, Ziggler is Shawn Michaels. He's got his security. Uh, Not a bad match, but just these two guys should... This could have been the sleeper match of the night. They could have put on the best match, and they chose not to. They chose not to. Neither one of them was trying their hardest. I think you could tell. Yeah, I don't know. I I thought it was a fun match, but it wasn't a great match. I yeah. mean, there's a reason it was on in the early half of the show. Uh, next, I was kind of surprised to see the Money in the Bank women's match right now, but that also makes sense once I you know once we've seen what happened going forward. I guess it's it makes sense. Yeah. Um. Alexa Bliss ended up winning, which I don't think anybody, or at least you and I, didn't expect to happen because she's no, no, the least man, one that needed it. I keep telling you, there was a miscommunication last week. 
I said Ms. Blizz <laughs> was going to win the money in the bank and cash in the same night for the win not on the, the paper. Miz. Not the Miz. What I said. Yeah, no, no. I don't know where we got mixed up there. Go back and listen to the footage, I swear to God. <laughs> Ms. Blizz. Yeah, well, there's a match. Sasha Banks, Ember, Montalia, Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, Naomi, Lana. All of them involved. Um, 18 minutes, 30 seconds. So that's a good amount of time for a Money in the Bank match. I'm glad they gave the women time. It was uh, it was a middle-of-the-line Money in the Bank ladder match. It wasn't the worst. It wasn't the best. Better uh, than last year, uh, to me. To me, that was kind of the theme of this pay-per-view. Wasn't the worst, wasn't the best, middle of the line. Yeah, I would agree. This Money in the Bank women's match was better than last year's. You had better contestants, or better wrestlers, I should say, in there. Um, I have, during this match, I've now got the um, problem that I, I don't know when I'll be able to shake it, but whenever um, Rusev's girlfriend or wife is on TV, or I'm talking about her... I have to say it in archer form. So every time, every time Sasha Banks is climbing up the ladder, I'd be like, oh my God, you know, here, here comes Lana to pull her off. <laughs> oh no, she's on the apron and all of a sudden she falls into Lana. <laughs> I have to shout her name now and it bothers me that I have to do that. And I don't know why I have to do it, but I have to. So I don't want to see Lana on TV anymore because I don't want to shout oh, her name. No. You just you just said it normally, though. I know I said it quickly. I tried to get through it. You can't do that. I'm sorry. Lana. <laughs> um. So a lot of uh, negativity coming from this win from some people who say that Alexa Bliss was the whitewashed champion while the African-American women put in all the hard work. Uh, Moon and Sasha put on some good stuff, but I thought all women, other than Alexa Bliss, were equally involved for the most part. Well, um, Sasha Banks, Ember Moon, Naomi did a lot. Obviously, Alexa Bliss and Lana didn't do as much. But I think Alexa Bliss... You see, historically in... In these ladder matches, the people that win tend to be the ones that aren't given the most time on screen. Exactly. They're the smart ones sitting outside waiting for the right moment. Yeah. Um, I wasn't upset with the win. Obviously, she's probably my favorite, uh, my top three favorite females on the roster right now. We did say that, that she doesn't need it last week. She I, And she didn't need it, and she still doesn't need it, but I did like where the story went. I will say yeah, that. Yeah, well, I mean, you get that Bliss heel character and that's exactly what you need. Which is good, and it, and it made sense. Going forward, it made sense. So I guess we can move on to the match of the night. The best match. Roman Reigns defeated Jinder Mahal in 15 minutes and 44 seconds in what I would call a seven-star classic. Oh yeah. Um, no, this this match was rough. It was it was really it was rough. What it was you expected. No, this match was worse than I expected. I oh, I really thought Reigns was gonna elevate Gender, and they were maybe gonna like they were both had a chip on their shoulder. Like everybody's talking shit, but we belong where we are, and they'd give us like a good match. This was a bad match, and it <laughs> lasted over fifteen minutes. It was a fifteen I minute bad match. Out here too. 
I did not like it at all. It hurt. It hurt. It hurt. It hurt. It hurt. Okay, moving forward. <laughs> SmackDown Ouch. Women's Championship match. Um, Carmella retained her championship against the Empress of today, Asuka. This is her very first pinfall loss, pasty. And while the internet yes. blew up about how horrible it was, I'm 100% behind it. I and like I the way they did it. Wish. You got my your wish? Um, I think everybody other than the announcers, when there was the fake Asuka on the ring on the ringside, <laughs> knew it was James Ellsworth. And the whole crowd was chanting James Ellsworth. <laughs> yeah. <Ellsworth. laughs> Um, obviously, he had pulled out of a show in Japan. Yeah. I hope we get forward every time we see him. That'd be and so he, good. he pulled out of a show in Japan that was supposed to be that night, so that all but solidified it. I mean, if a guy like Ellsworth, who really has no name recognition, is pulling out of a show, it's only because WWE is paying him to show up. <laughs> I mean, that man isn't turning down dates. He's, he's doing children's <laughs> birthday parties if he can get it. So... Um, but and it was good. Gas is gone. Maybe Ellsworth could actually ease up on in there. <laughs> right? Um, it helped Carmella's um, character. I don't think Carmella needs James Ellsworth, but I think he is a... He, he, he's definitely the spice on her on her, on her her dish. You know what I mean? He, he adds something to it. He does. I don't need him, but I don't hate on him being there. I don't hate on him being there. I need him. You need him. I know you do. Uh, going I forward, wonder if they just shut down his uh, intergender championship. No. I still think this is a, a very short-term thing. I would say six months would be the tops that it lasts. I don't think it lasts long. But I think it was good. It brought back memories. It brought back negative memories of the first Women's Money in the Bank match. And Carmella mm-hmm. is a heel. So if you can let her win and give negative memories to this... That's great storytelling. That's the storytelling I love to see that we don't get enough of. And Asuka is the is you know the the internet darlings women's champ. You know everybody loves Asuka. She's amazing. You know so why not have somebody like Carmella, who just fucked her way to the top in a swimsuit, beat the internet darling Asuka? I love that because there's a story behind it. It didn't just happen. They made a story for it, right? Yes. Yeah. What's wrong with that? Very well done. And they kept it short, just over 11 minutes, which is about what Carmella needs. I think anything more than that, we'd start seeing some some flaws in Carmella's work, which is okay. That's how Cena started out. That's how Goldberg has always been. That's how (laughs) (laughs) The Rock started out. I mean, that's... That's that's the way it works. Not everybody can be the best in the ring. Some people are just... Carmella is heat. I think good heat, you know? Mm-hmm. Work with what she has. She's the Alexa Bliss of Smack. That's sacrilege there, but... Alexa Bliss, I think she's in a category all her own, my man. I've been comparing the two of them since they were both called out at the same time. You can do that. You can do that. WWE Championship mm-hmm. match. AJ Styles defended his championship 
successfully against Shinsuke Nakamura in a last man standing match. Went over a half hour. Um, it was a good match. Pasty. As I was as I was getting the show ready today, I could not remember. Was the ending a phenomenal forearm through a table? I don't remember the ending of this match. Uh I you, think it was a forearm you, through the table. You don't remember either. I don't. Do uh, I'm having a rough. Yeah. I mean, this a lot was, of it's already fuzzy. Cause, yeah. See, in this match, my issue, it was a good match. Good Probably match. The best good match, match they've had. Yeah. But this going up against the street fight in NXT, <laughs> yeah. I felt like they needed to bring a little bit more to the table. Yeah, and they had them the very next night, so you know there was going to be comparisons. And AJ Nakamura was yeah. no comparison to Ciampa Gargano. Which, if you'd have told me that um, five years ago, when I was watching both AJ and Shinsuke, not the by WWE. The worst Nakamura have done more matches together than Gargano and Ciampa. That, that's probably true. That is true. Um... I was never a fan of 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 Champa. Actually, I Champa's one of the few cases of me not being a fan of his until he got to NXT. Always thought he was overrated in Ring of Honor. Always, always, always. Gargano, I loved. Um, I was a big fan of Johnny Gargano's. Not of of Champa. Um, Gargano didn't even. I don't know if Gargano's ever wrestled in Ring of Honor. To be honest, I don't think he did. He's more of a PWG kind of guy, and, and some of them, um, Dragon Gate USA, that kind of stuff. I would never have guessed that those two would put on a better match than AJ and Nakamura if you had asked me that two, three, five years ago. I, I, I wouldn't. I would have told you there's no way. And, uh, yep, yeah, here we are where... Uh, good match! It's, it's sad. It's sad. It should, you know, maybe a couple years from now, if we watch this show by itself... We'll appreciate this match a little more pasty, but because I think it's sad, it's gonna be compared to that. But we live in a world where that's where it is. That's what WWE chose to follow it up with, and it was um, super, super good, super good. When when Nakamura did like the uh, bad vibrations on the steel steps, I was marking out for that. I mean, there were so many moments I was marking out for. They did awesome. They really did an awesome job. Put on a really great match. As soon as you compare it to that street fight, it drops a rung. <laughs> yeah. Just automatically just whoop, just drops a rung right there. Oh, that's the problem. But I love it because that's Triple H showing Vince how you're supposed to do it. And that gives me the good feels. Now the question is, is AJ Nakamura done now or is there more to come? I don't think it's done. I, I think, think you could take either. this to SummerSlam. I don't think it's done either. Um, I think you could take it to SummerSlam. I think it was... Again, like I said, I, for some reason I keep coming back to a phenomenal forearm through the table or something like that. or something. I don't remember exactly what it was, but I do remember... Oh, was it... Was it... Um, Was that... No, that wasn't the ending. Was it where he ran across the German and Spanish announced tables and then Phenomenal forearmed him through the English table. Was that the ending? He did that at one point, remember? I think, 
Yeah, no, I definitely remember it. Okay, well, anyways, whatever it is, I feel like it's anticlimactic enough where there was other moments during the match that would have ended better than the way they ended it, so I, I almost hope it's not the end. But I don't know where you go from here. We said, we've said that the last two matches, last two or three matches. Where do you go from here? Where do you go from here? Where do you go from here? You're, you're going to run out of stipulations where you're going to have to just have a regular match. And that's going to be it. Punjabi prison. House of Horrors. Strap match. An old-fashioned strap match. There corner to corner. Touch all four corners. How about a flag match? I would like to see a flag match between these two. You could do it, uh, the American... I don't ever want to see a flag match, but you could do it, the American <laughs> AJ versus the Japanese Shinsuke. <laughs> And be brought on by Nakamura because he's heel. It could be good. Could be good match. I, I'm not gonna. You think it would be as good as Cena versus Rusev? I don't know. <laughs> that, if I remember, right, that turned out to be a decent match. Um, but I could be wrong. Again, very good match. I'm not gonna tell you to not. I'm not gonna tell you to go out of your way to not watch it. You should go out of your way to watch this match. Just be warned, if you watched the Chicago Street Fight with Ciampa and Gargano, you're going to be disappointed. If you haven't done it, you're going to love every second of this match. So, don't let us... We sound like we're dogging on it. We're not. It's definitely an A, an a match. It's just not the A+. And I'd yeah. probably say it's an A-plus match if we hadn't had the Chicago Street Fight the night before. I'd probably be saying right now it's an A-plus match. Oh, yeah. Oh, that hurt him. That hurt him. That hurt him. Oh, we should move on. Raw Women's Championship. Ronda Rousey defeated the champion Nia Jax, but it was by disqualification. Pasty, you said a no contest, which would imply neither woman won. You're wrong about that. You're wrong. That was DQ. Um, Alexa Bliss came in. She attacked with the Money in the Bank briefcase, which brings us to the eight eight what I call the eight point fiveth match of the night, where Alexa Bliss ended up cashing in her Money in the Bank contract. Is this the first time it's happened the night of, or second time? Second time. It is the second time. I was thinking it was the second I think time, but I couldn't think of. Everybody was to Sheamus, and I think it was Sheamus who cashed in on Sheamus on Daniel night. Bryan. Okay. That, that's possible then. Um, and she became the new Robins champion. So Alexa Bliss beat Nia Jax for the title. This just, this, this works storyline wise. Yeah, all the way around. Especially with a Bliss Rousey feud in the future sometime. That, that'll be fun. And it protects Ronda Rousey and it protects Nia Jax. And it keeps Alexa on people's minds and as such an evil heel. I was worried about uh, Alexa. Plus, Go ahead. And a plus note, Rousey is definitely improving her entering skills, which is a, a good thing. She has been more than impressive every... I mean, the first match we seen her in, in at WrestleMania, I was like, she's better than she should be. And yeah, she hasn't gone backwards since then. That's good. Mm-hmm. Um, I was worried about Alexa maybe getting lost in the shuffle with everything going on, and now that she holds the title, she won't. 
So that that's a positive. Again, I don't think she needed this. But if she automatically becomes champion, I'm always okay with Alexa Bliss being a heel champion. She she is money as a heel champion. I mean, talk about money in the bank. That is, Alexa Bliss as a heel champion is money in the bank. Oh, yeah. So I, I don't have a lot of I had of to think back hard about it, too. Like, didn't she last year? No, no, she didn't. No, she didn't. Um, Ron, like you said, Ronda did good. Nia did good. Um, again, I think there was like there was at least one or two spots where they both looked a little awkward, but okay, okay, yeah. because the story ended up making up for everything. I think. Yeah, and I mean Ronda Rousey and Nia Jax—it's bound to have a couple of awkward moments. They're both green. Yeah, I know Nia was, is black was, and Ronda's white, but it was both green. Equality, folks. Equality. Right. God, I wish I had that song by Kermit the Frog right now. It's not easy being green? Yeah. It's not easy being green. Just sing it for the people. It's not easy being green, if you know what I mean. When I step on the scene, it looks obscene. I am lacking the skills, don't got the kills, but they still pay me, I'm paying my bills. It's not easy being green when Jim has his hand all the way up my ass. It feels kind of mean. I told him I would pass. He brought me to Bill Cosby's house. The man gave me some pills. The next thing I know, his hand is fucking filled. My anal cavity. It's not easy being me. It's not easy being green. That the song you Wow! Yeah! <laughs> That's exactly the one I remember from my childhood. Exactly. <laughs> uh, um, gentlemen, I hate to be the one to get right here right now. What's the tune for the debut album of Fat Mac? <laughs> With his hit single, It's Not Easy Being Green. Right. <laughs> uh, then we had the main event of the Men's Money in the Bank ladder match. Didn't think this would main event it, but it works. I'm kind of okay with it. Especially considering everything that happened. Um, I think AJ Nakamura would have been a better ending. Even though I... I know I said it was a lackluster ending, but I think a championship match that had a definite ending and was a last man standing match probably was the better ending. I think... My guess is this got changed at the last minute and whoever's in charge of setting up the show knew what you and I knew, that... The AJ Nakamura was not going to be able to hold a candle to Gargano Ciampa, and they didn't want them both to end the both the specials. That's my only guess. Otherwise, I don't know why you wouldn't have. Yeah. Well, I mean, they were from what I hear that. Of course, I heard that too. Actually. <laughs> No, but I also heard that 
uh, the whole day before the pay-per-view, they were still trying to figure out who was going to win this match. I believe that. I definitely believe that. Because, um, again, the easy money's on Strowman, but I, I like to feel that even WWE was like, that's too easy, and we should come up with a better, create more creative finish. And at the last minute, they still couldn't come up with a more creative finish, so Braun <laughs> Strowman won. Well, from from what I heard, like Vince really likes Bobby Roode, but he thinks he's too yeah, not fully acclimated. It's not easy being green. <laughs> Triple H was pulling for Samoa Joe. Yeah, those are my two top picks. Yeah, but you didn't pick either of them. You went. I, you went I picked the, Roode. The McMahon route. I picked Roode. I didn't pick oh, Strowman. I, I picked were... Roode. Okay. Okay. No, I didn't pick Strowman. He seemed too easy to me. I mean, I would have, and and I still am okay with not having picked him and him winning because it was just too easy. It's okay to go the easier route sometimes, but I went with Rude. And just as a re-clarification, I did not pick the Miz to win <laughs> the money in the bank. I picked Miz Blizz <laughs> winning catch it. Of course you did. Of course you did. Yes, I did. Scouts honor. Uh, Braun Strowman won, folks, if you haven't heard. He beat out Finn Balor, Kevin Owens, Bobby Roode, The Miz, Samoa Joe, Rusev, and Kofi Kingston. 19 minutes, 53 seconds. In good This this was... uh, I don't know if it was the whole pay-per-view or what, but I was not... I think they put on a good match. I just wasn't into this it. match. Every I time was Brown really was up, they were on top of him. Yeah. You didn't love them burying him with ladders? Uh, if we hadn't just it's seen it with a while ago with uh, with the chairs. It was okay. Roman was Reigns okay. couldn't bury him with an ambulance. I think you got to try a little then, bit. No, it was okay. And then when like somebody was over there and then he got up and hit somebody with a ladder, I was like, oh, yeah, that's cool. I think it was Kevin Owens. I don't remember for sure, but... Yeah, I, it was yeah. okay. It was an okay match. I just was. I, I don't think I. I just he wasn't threw Kevin into Owens it. off a twenty foot ladder. Yeah, I just wasn't into it. It wasn't bad. This was again. Uh, See, Braun was the easy pick, but it was so easy that nobody was going to pick him. I think. I think everybody in Vegas. Psychology. Picked him. Everybody in Vegas picked him. Well, yeah, but they don't. They don't. They go by what the statistics tell you, and they're and ninety nine percent of the time they're more right than us. <laughs> um, but this this goes back to what I said at the beginning of the results was everything was kind of middle of the line. Some were great, some were horrible. This was a middle of the line. This is a money in the bank match. I'm never gonna go back on and remember as oh shit. Remember this one? I want to watch this one again. It's just always gonna be a footnote. But Braun with the briefcase is going to be fun. It should be fun. Um, again, he's another one that doesn't need it, so it'll be interesting to see where they go with this. See, that's where I'm hoping he does a predetermined cash-in, where he says, I'm going to cash in too. for a match of the... Because it's Braun fucking Strowman. You don't need to pick bones when you're Braun Strowman. No. You wouldn't be satisfied with that. You would hope not. And, and he's already gone on social media... Can we please talk about this fucking where's our universal championship from WrestleMania to fucking SummerSlam? This is getting a little bit out of hand. And maybe that's, I mean, that's why they put it on Braun, because he's going to be around. 
And Brock, if he ever joins the USADA testing, could go back to doing some MMA even while still contracted to WWE. As far as we know, he hasn't entered himself in the USADA pool, and he has to have six months of testing before he can fight UFC again. So he needs to go to USADA and say, I'm entering myself in your pool again. And then he has six months of testing from that moment before he can fight. So what he's doing right now is cramming as much of the drugs into his system as possible. I hope so, yes. He quits, and when he flatlines, then he goes, yeah, I'm done doing drugs for a while, so six months, yeah, let's do this. I hope so. That's what I'm hoping for. Uh, Don't know. Don't know what's going on with him at all. But this this was this was an okay, I mean this was okay. I think they did have a problem where they had more big guys than they should have. And I guess nowadays the big guys aren't what they used to be. Used to be Big Van Vader and and Big John Studd and and Bam Bam Bigelow. Everybody was big in their name. Yokozuna but you have Kevin Owens, you have Samoa Joe, you have Rusev, you have Braun Strowman. This isn't the, uh, when you think of a ladder match, those just aren't the first guys that pop in your head. So I think that didn't help. And the fact that people like Bobby Roode and The Miz are not ladder match guys either. Again, I mean... The Miz I has been in more ladder matches than you count. He has, but he wrestles a regular match every time. He doesn't wrestle a ladder match. That's smart for him as a character because he's not putting his body at risk. But for us as viewers, it's not super entertaining. No, but the numbers are all that matters in WWE. That's what they can say when you, you go down in the Hall of Fame. Well, it is. And, and again, with... With the new deals that they've made with NBC Universal and with Fox, they don't have to please the fans, and I think they're a hundred percent showing that with these kind of things. Is they don't have to feed please the fans. They're the fans will be there with or without them. Pasty and I are sticking to our guns, and we're not watching it. And you know what? WWE the is not of other hashtag summer of other. And to be honest, WWE isn't going to notice us not doing it. If everybody listening to Beef Sticks Podcast stops watching, WWE isn't going to notice it. Because there are millions of people that just watch it, just to watch it, because it's what they've done. And it's what they're accustomed to. They're the same people that go into a job they hate every day, and suck their boss's dick, and go home, and then complain about it. But they're going to do it every day. So, Pacey, total, Money in the Bank 2018, what do you think? It was Money in the Bank worthy. wasn't the worst, not by any means. Uh, I'm going to give it mm, 6.5 out of 10. 6.5 out of 10. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say... I'm going to follow said straight down the middle. I'll give it a 5 out of 10. There were some really bad matches. Daniel Bryan, Big Cass, Roman Reigns, Jinder Mahal. Um, disappointing matches. Seth Lias. Seth Lias. Seth Elias! Versus Rollins. 
Uh, Seth Rollins versus Elias. Uh, Bobby Lashley versus Sami Zayn was a bad match. The Money in the Bank matches were average. God, you know, the only great match was actually AJ versus Shinsuke. All the rest were okay or bad. I gotta give it less than five. Four. But wait, think. think did, you, did you see Samuel Singh sell that Superman punch? I did. If he was if he was an actual wrestler, I'd give him some points yeah. for that. He's a side guy. He oh, needs man. to be having matches. Why don't you have I, I, him in matches? Give it a point for that. Why don't you have the Singh brothers in matches how about, and get Mahal and Reigns off? How we about the crowd getting you want Mahal and Reigns gender Mahal match? We want what? Huh? Would you say we want what? They were chanting, we want Lana during the Roman Reigns Jinder Mahal match. We want what? Lana! Lana! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I just, yeah, I, I'm going to give this one a four. I think it's less than average. When you got two Money in the Bank ladder matches, you should be above average. So, See the problem? The only <laughs> You got to blame the score on NXT. A li- well, no, I don't think so, because to me, the only match that was even great was AJ versus Nakamura, and that's the only match that I think is swayed by NXT. Exactly, and that drags down the score. No, that's my A-plus match. I'm, I'm not losing, I'm not taking my score away <laughs> from that one at all. Like, even if, if AJ versus Nakamura was A-plus, the rest of the match is still just a, a middle-of-the-line four. There wasn't anything great about it. I liked the the Alexa Bliss cash in. That's good, but that wasn't a match. That's a cash in. And the only other good thing I have about it was uh, the great thing was AJ Shinsuke, and the money in the matches were just both okay. So I'm giving it a four. There's a few okays, but there's more bad than good. I'm giving it a four. Fuck them. Fuck them. Summer of Other! Tune in next week when we discuss Dominion. Dominion was also disappointing, but but good. (laughs) It was good. I liked Dominion. It was disappointing. I'm sad to hear that. Um, Only disappointing as a whole. Only disappointing as a whole. What was good was super fucking awesome good. So. Yeah, seven star worthy. It was not seven star worthy. I don't care, Melter. His reigns are pure. Well, you and I'll have to. Um, you and I'll have to do a higher, lower, like we did last time. Next week, folks, we're going to discuss Dominion, and maybe another show yet, also. But for sure, Dominion. And we'll we'll have Dave Meltzer's star ratings, and we'll tell you whether whether we think it's higher or lower. We're not going to give you our star ratings because star ratings don't. We'll tell you if we agree with them or we think they're higher or lower. That's how we do things. All right, well, we got a lot of news, notes, and rumors pacing. We got time left, which is good, I think. So. Yeah, it's usually pretty good. We're going to talk about the biggest news, what I feel is the biggest news. Well, no. What I think the viewers feel and the listeners feel is the biggest news. Not to me the biggest news, but. Big Cass, real name William Morrissey, which I just don't like the name Morrissey, so already. Fuck you. He was unceremoniously pasty. He's kind of like Morris. 
He's kind of like Morris. Like he's Morris. He's a little Morris. He reminds me of Zach Morris, and that's just not a good thing. He's he's Morrissey. You know what I mean? It's kind of douchey. Is basically what we're saying. He's kind of douchey. Uh, he was like going WWE yesterday out of fucking nowhere. According to Brian Alvarez at F4WOnline.com, Big Cass's release was carried out by Vince McMahon um, earlier yesterday. No other details are known about his departure, but Alvarez noted Vince called a meeting at the SmackDown TV tapings yesterday and fired Cass there in front of his peers. Wow. If you folks remember a few weeks back in May... Pasty and I discussed Cass, quote-unquote, going against the directive during a segment involving a little person. And that might have contributed towards his release, but I can't imagine that, and, and in such a delayed reaction, is what caused his release. Pasty, let's discuss this one a little bit, because it is kind of shocking, I would say. Not as shocking if Roman Reigns got released, but it it came out of nowhere, right? Right, right. right. They just brought him back. They just brought him back. Just brought him back, put him him in a feud with Daniel Bryan, one of the biggest stars of the company. And buried the shit. (laughs) Do you think he just wasn't... I can't believe he didn't win the match on the pay-per-view. Like, that was clear to me. Like, wins now, because that's where they're going. Nope, he's gone now. <laughs> Do you think part of his release was he just wasn't reaching the potential they expected him to release? Re- reach? I think I think there's there's a lot of it that goes into that. I think I think Vince picked him as his guy and immediately saw he wasn't the guy he thought he was, and I think Vince kind of put his foot in his mouth over that. And I think that was a sour taste. But then also, I heard today that. That cat has a bit of a, a drinking problem. He drinks very heavily and often and in public, and it's not good for the company. And reportedly, in one of their last tours, he was drunk and in the bathroom, and the door got stuck shut, and it was a faulty lock, but he thought he had been pranked, ripped the whole bathroom door off, so the rest of the superstars had to go the whole rest of the tour Going to the bathroom without a door. So those were the things that I heard. I, I love how, like, stories nowadays, and you, you compare them to stories from the 60s, 70s, 80s that you hear the old-timers tell you. Right. It's like, back that's in the day, the that's a normal... Drink. Yeah, that's a normal day. Oh, he got drunk and ripped the bathroom door off. And people, like, <laughs> laud him for that. Like, yeah, this motherfucker ripped the bathroom door off. I was there when he did it. He was smoking crack, and he had two women in there. 300 plus pounds shaking their titties while he did it. <laughs> and nowadays you get fucking fired for it. But that's a, I mean, that's a good thing. It's a change in, in, in the world, <laughs> but it just reminds you of shit like that. I, I haven't heard that, but I believe you a hundred percent. Um, and that kind of, yeah, when as as WWE became a publicly traded company, that sort of behavior really makes a difference. And the thing is, Enzo just they just Enzo go for big scandals and knowing that he's a heavy alcoholic and he's tied to Enzo already that always gonna be there, so that stigma's always gonna be there. Right. If he does something that's gonna be doubly worse. So maybe we're just best off not to 
Oh, I'll be shocked if Big Cass doesn't have a line in the refrain of Enzo's next shitty fucking single. <laughs> you finally listened to Enzo's son? I heard it. I thought you told me you thought it was decent. Holy shit, is that fucking shit rap. I don't know it's if you're rough. fucking Josh and me. It's a little mumble rappy. I like his it's voice. Mumble rap. I like his voice. And I kind of like the flow. And the fact that his the, whole song is shitting on wrestling fans. Who the fuck's listening to you, Enzo? If you're going to shit on wrestling fans... Wrestling fans. Rap, yeah, rap fans aren't going to listen to him. That's what you do as a heel. That's what you do as a heel. It's great heel work. Well, if you're a wrestler, he's not a wrestler. He's a rapper now. That isn't how you do it. You You stroke the ego of your fans. Well, I don't know, man. Wise man once said, you rap for the bitches, you don't rap for the niggas. If you rap for the bitches, the niggas will buy what the bitches want. He's a fucking convicted rapist telling everybody they're horrible fat slobs. Who the fuck is buying his shit now? Not the women, not the men. I'm buying it. (laughs) You probably are, you sick sadist motherfucker. (laughs) It's entertainment. Um, I was entertained by it, I will say that, but it's not something I would ever go out of my way to listen to. But, truth be told, he's always going to have an audience, at least for the next three, four years. So he'll be able to make money off it. At some point, he's going to have to suck wrestling fans' dicks and get back into wrestling. Um, Rapping is not a future for him that's going to be <laughs> lucrative, I don't believe. Multi-platinum. Multi-platinum. Yeah. yeah, that's not happening. He's not going to have a lucrative rap career so impact lucha underground ring of honor new japan something sign a big boy big boy did it i don't know what big boy is i'm a big boy from the dick tracy (laughs) that was al pacino it was big boy and dick tracy is al pacino got a record label yeah. And after his Dick Tracy alter boy. ego? <laughs> oh, okay. okay. <laughs> I know Bad Boy. I know Bad Boy. Nace, uh, Mace, no, you Puffy, don't. You don't know shit Biggie, about Bad Boy. The Locks. The Locks started in Bad Boy. I love the Locks. Most people most people don't know about the Locks. They they started on, on, on bagels. <laughs> it's a Jewish joke. People don't get it. Fuck. We don't have enough rap fans or fucking Jewish fans listening to our shit. They don't know what I'm talking about. Hey, here's what I think is the biggest news of the week, Pasty. Bigger than big ass. WWE announced Monday a new United Kingdom series. Finally! Featuring the greatest competitors from the United Kingdom and Ireland... They, fi- they finally admit Ireland's not part of the United Kingdom. <laughs> Called <laughs> NXT UK. So there's a brand new show, NXT UK. Next. We don't know Next. if we'll get it on the uh, network or if it's going to be strictly over there in the UK. I hope we get it on the network. But for UK fans, I think it would be awesome for them to have something exclusive for them. So I, I don't know. But they also announced two new championships, Pasty. Could you guess what those two championships would be? Hmm, would they be a tag team championship? That would be one. And I guess that would be two, but you know what I mean. (laughs) A women's championship? That is right. We got a UK women's championship and a UK tag championship to go with the UK heavyweight championship. 
which are going to be on the line at upcoming NXT UK events. Oh Mr. God, they're sending Nikki Cross. <laughs> Mr. Levesque, known as Triple H, said of the new show, the UK has an amazing talent Levesque. base. <laughs> I'm never going to let this guy. <laughs> incredibly passionate fans that are deserving of their oh, own showcase. This is the next step in our ongoing strategy to create localized content and further develop our brand globally. I mean, about fucking time. We've been talking about this for a while, huh? Lavesque. Je suis la zouvi. Je suis la zouvi. Les les bon temps See, where, where's your French <laughs> phrases? <laughs> okay, you got one. I'll give you that. Do you know what that means? How about that? Let's put you on the spot. Do you know what that means? Oui, oui. No, it does not mean That's to go to urinate. It does not mean to urinate. Do you know what that means or no? Voulez-vous coucher avec toi? I have a time or two. It's not coming up right I mean, now. It means, talk about it. it means come up to my room and have sex with me. That's what it means. Legitly. The word. Yeah. Come up to my room and have sex with me. It was a common phrase amongst fuckers. Come up to my room and let's fuck. Yeah, basically. Basically. What is laissez les bons temps rouler? Do you know what that means? No, no, I don't. It means let the good times roll. Where were you in French class? Didn't take French class. I never took French class either. I never made it to high school. Laissez les bons temps rouler, I know from uh, from wrestling, actually. There was a wrestler who was a Cajun wrestler, Lash LaRue, and that was his <laughs> thing. He'd always say that, and I looked it up and found out what it means, and apparently it's a common phrase in Louisiana for um, Mardi Gras. Laissez les bons temps rouler! means let the good times roll. Voulez-vous coucher avec toi? I just know because um, the original singer of, um, of, oh, what's it called? What's that song called? You just said it. What's the song called? Anyways, the original singer of that song from the 80s, she had no idea what that phrase meant until long after she recorded the song and everything. And she's like, if I had ever known that it means let's go up to my room and have sex, I never would have said it. And I'm just like, bitch, you'd have fucking sang it for the money they threw at you. You probably went up to the producer's room and had sex with him. Shut the fuck up. Here, no. sing this. She starts singing. He pulls his penis from his pants. Starts choking it. That's how I met my wife. <laughs> Honestly. Uh, so what do you think about this, Pace? They've talked about this. We had said they were going to be doing it a while ago, and they proved us wrong. What's your thoughts on there finally being a UK brand? The fact that it's a it's a NXT extension. What What do you think about that? That can't come as a surprise to me. I like it, but it's also terrifying because now superstars are going to get pulled into Raw and SmackDown at an even faster rate when there's already no- nothing to do. Uh, that's a possibility I didn't think of, yeah. 
but it's it's cool. I'm excited. Are we going to be able to watch it all on the network? Um, if you'd listened to what I said, I said I don't know if it's going to be on the network or if it's going to be exclusively in UK. But are we going to be able to watch it on the network? <laughs> it's yet to be determined. I like I said, as a fan, I hope it is, but I, I but part of me is like I hope it's UK exclusive so that they actually have something of their own. Like part of me is like, come on. Where's our exclusive? Every fucking thing. They don't get pay-per-views. No. Well, I guess they do if they get the WWE Network now, but they didn't back exactly. in the day. They didn't exactly. back. They spent fucking years not being able to get the pay-per-views. We can handle fucking waiting a few months to get their shit released. Not being able to afford the pay-per-views. Come on now. Come on now. Yeah, well, I spent years sleeping with a goddamn echidna because I couldn't get a girlfriend. You don't see me bitching. With with a knuckles. <laughs> I, oh, hey, that could mean masturbating. I like it, that. I'm gonna start using that. <laughs> I like that. Knuckles and echidna. Yeah. I don't masturbate. I just sleep with an echidna. Get it? Get it? It's knuckles. Ah, I like it. I'm going with that. Gonna go race my echidna. I just love the fact that you knew knuckles was an echidna. That makes me happy. Who the fuck doesn't? A lot of people. What about Uganda? People don't know. Knuckles. People don't know that Rogue is a bat. Who didn't know Rogue was a bat? People. <laughs> Moving on to some really, some really positive news. This is awesome, Pasty. San Diego City Council proclaimed June nineteenth to be Rey Mysterio Day in the city of San Diego. Ow, ow. Booyaka, booyaka. I was watching Dominion pay-per-view and uh, they were talking because Rey Mysterio was on there and they were like, the Japanese fans were asking me, what does Booyaka translate to? And he was like, I didn't know what to tell them. (laughs) (laughs) Booyaka! I don't fucking know. Uh, San Diego (laughs) Councilman David Alvarez issued the following statement, Pasty. He said... Oscar Gutierrez, otherwise known as Rey Mysterio, is a professional wrestler born and raised in South San Diego. Widely regarded... He's a professional wrestler born and raised. South San Diego spent most of his days chilling out, maxing, relaxing, all cool and all, doing 619s, all to the fools. When a couple of guys, they were heavyweights, started making trouble on every date. Got in one little fight and his mom got scared. She said, you're going to the NXT place there. I don't know. He got stupid at a point. Uh, widely regarded as the greatest cruiserweight wrestler of all time. It's be on your album, is it not? It might. It, might, it very well might. <laughs> he is known for his high-flying Lucha Libre stuff thing. His Lucha Libre thing. He does really good lucha things. Wrestling style and named his signature move 619, which is not only the area code of San Diego, but happens to be the numerical date of what is now Rey Mysterio Day, being the 6th month and the 19th date. Get it? 619. Rey Mysterio has won numerous wrestling championships and also continues to give back to the San Diego community by organizing and participating in charity events. Ah, yes. 619 Day. The day where your match 
269, your partner in the shower. If you look at the number 619, you'll know what I mean. Yeah, brother. It's all in the symbolism. I think this is um, I think this is great. I think it's cool that a pro wrestler gets gets honored in this sort of way. I think it's awesome that a um predominantly Hispanic neighborhood is actually memorializing a Hispanic a positive Hispanic figure. I think that's really cool. I think um the fact that he's named Oscar Gutierrez is is horrible, and I I would change my name to Ray also. Cover up that name with a big old Mysterio. Right. Hey, you Oscar, come over here and check out my lowrider. I just got a brand new Jesus air freshener in it. Yeah. Yeah. Where'd that come from? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Nothing pasty. Oh, I'm I'm happy. For, it's good. It's thing. It's a good thing for the community. It's good. It is good. Something else that's uh, not good. We go from really positive to really negative, and I was really upset when I heard this. We didn't report on the original uh, story. I I don't think we reported on the original story because I didn't think it was a big deal. And now WWE turns it into a big deal, and it pisses me off. Ring of Honor has lost their date for Madison Square Garden pasty. It's fucked up. Last week, Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter reported that WWE was doing everything they could to block Ring of Honor from running in MSG. The belief was that Ring of Honor would have run on the night before WrestleMania in New York City. Which, by the way, WrestleMania is in New Jersey. They just put it as New York City. So that's all bullshit, too. Ring of Honor COO Joe Koff confirmed today to PW Insider that there was a deal with Madison Square Garden, but the venue said that they were backing out after communications with WWE. Koff noted that lawyers would be getting involved and hopefully a resolution could be reached, quote, so we can bring the kind of energy and excitement that Ring of Honor and our partner New Japan to a bigger audience and two big arenas, and to the fans of New York City, are you fucking drinking a Slurpee, or what the fuck are you doing, Pasty? <laughs> yep. Um, sorry, but it's loud, man. I'm sorry. At this, at this point, there's no word on what MSG is getting in return from WWE in exchange for canceling Ring of Honor's dates. I. It's a Blumpkin. <laughs> Um, all of the WrestleMania weekend events for this coming year will be taking place at the Barclays Center. So nothing from WWE, as of currently, or as of the time Ring of Honor booked the venue, would even be happening at all in Madison Square Garden. Another, I think it's personally shots fired for all in. Another note, like you, AAA... You know your fucking place and stay in it. Could be. You know? Another note is AAA has a date tentatively booked for September of this year. Uh, but something tells us at Beef Sticks that that could also be changing. We'll see. What do you think of uh, WWE bogarting Madison Square Garden while at the same time 
not giving Madison Square Garden really any love <laughs> ever. Their last um their last last big event in New York, they did everything at the Barclays Center. Um, their raw their raw twenty fifth anniversary was at the Manhattan Center and the Barclays Center. They haven't done anything with Madison Square Garden for years, a couple years at least. So what do you think, Pasty? I think it's a it's it's a fucking it's a power move, and I think it, it's pretty dumb and ruthless. But we know WWE. They're privy to this kind of stuff. You know, it's one of those things, I wouldn't be surprised if Vince McMahon just said, how much is Ring of Honor paying you? I'll pay you 100000 more just to leave it empty that day. As sad as yeah. that sounds. Yeah. But and I think it. it is. I think it's, it's in reaction to All In. Yeah, which, which I believe... ROH booking it was probably also a reaction to how well our uh, All In did, and the fact yeah. that they seen that there is competition. But um, well, I mean, you get Square Garden. You'd have you'd have the Young Bucks and Omega there. Oh shit! Yeah, you, you know they'd be there. It's just so it's dirty. It's it like, okay, dirty, but I guess it's also smart business. So let let's let's say that also. Smart business is usually dirty, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Vince has got the money to throw around right now, so... Oh, I mean, and then some, doesn't not he? wasting it on pyro. <laughs> yeah, right? shit, and then right? some. Um, take, take the yeah. next news. I gotta get a refill of beer. I've got a whole bunch of empty cans sitting here, Pacey. So take the next news segment. I'll be right back. Yes, as we're talking about Ring of Honor, Punishment Martinez captured Ring of Honor World Television Championship by defeating Silas Young at the company's state-of-the-art event last night in Dallas, Texas. Punishment earned them the opportunity for the title shot by winning a proving ground six-man mayhem match. Featuring Jonathan Gresham, Scorpio Sky, Adam Page, Chief. And Silas Young. Punishment then cashed in his title shot against Silas and won the TV championship. What? Damn. I didn't watch Ring of Honor. So I can't really tell you about it. But it's pretty cool. And I'm still sitting here. Welcome back to Smooth Jazz with Scrungy McFart Nuggets. My name is Scrungy McFart Nuggets, and tonight we're going to take you on a fantastic journey through the Sweet melodic sounds of Sally Schwamstein and Frankie Fertznock. We'll be back right after these messages and a little more of these next podcast. Thank you very much. Yes. It looks like we're back, folks. Indeed, Where'd you get to? 
Yes. You believe me? I read through this news, and I didn't watch it, so I don't got a lot to say on it. So I did some other shit for a minute. Oh, I I didn't watch it either, but I just thought it was important news that Punish Mar- Martinez is the new ROH World Television Champion. Yeah. But we can talk to the, to the next news, which I think is big news and kind of tells you where we're at as pro wrestling fans or where we haven't evolved from. Well, some of us. As Paige was leaving the arena after Money in the Bank, a fan struck her in the face and said, quote, lose some weight, Paige. Uh, this is the kind of wrestling fans, quote unquote, that make us here at Beefstick Podcast sick. She has gone on since then, and we've posted it on, beef, on Facebook.com forward slash Beefsticks. She had a picture of herself eating big old pile of, like, ch- cheddar, chili cheese fries or something. And something to the effect of, to the guy that pie-faced me and told me to lose some weight, thank you, because you've given me the encouragement to be who I am and eat what the fuck I want. So good for her. Mm-hmm. She's just like, fuck you. Uh, but how... Man... How fucked up is this, man? It's pretty fucking stupid, and it's fans like this that make it so our favorite superstars don't even want to stop to take a picture with us, you know? that's Yeah. These ones give everybody the bad name and the negative stigma, and it's fucking ridiculous. You need to know how to act as a human being. You're, you're not in WWE. This isn't a storyline. So, and the brief little bit of fame it gets you online isn't fucking worth it. Yeah, I mean, and, and and his name isn't released. Any of us could say we're the one that did it, but that's stupid. Um, so, this may make me hypocritical. Actually, it does make me hypocritical, and I apologize. I'm going to say it, though, because I pasted it on our, on our Facebook page, so if anybody has an issue with it, you can blame Fat Mac, not Pasty White. And I don't have it in our news segment here, but um, I think this is as good a time to mention it as any. Charlotte Flair, who I feel is overrated in the ring, but she's probably a great human being. She um, did a photo shoot for, like, Sports Illustrated, like, Proud of Your Bodies or something. Like, something, something really empowering, something really cool, something like that. No makeup, no no nothing. She's naked. She's she's naked, but not flaunting it. Like I th- her tits are covered. Or she's not. You know, it's not fucking hustler naked. It's like my body's beautiful naked, right? Uh, God, God right. bless her, but her body's not beautiful. Because a I've seen it naked before, not in real life, but nonetheless. So she put out this photo shoot, and if you crop her body. And all you got to do is go to facebook.com forward slash beefsticks podcast to see what I'm talking about. This woman with one of the flattest fucking asses I've seen in my life, her back into her eye looks like a goddamned fucking elbow. It looks like dude when I saw like the picture flexing an elbow. When I saw the picture I'm like you fucking with everybody. That's a goddamn <laughs> elbow. There's no way that that's not an elbow. And then I saw the real picture I'm like it's, it's her ass. It's her ass. And I made sure to keep a part of the lower tit in there so you know that it's not just me putting somebody's elbow on there. Um, You know what, Charlotte? I, I have nothing against Charlotte the woman. And even Charlotte the competitor, I, I have nothing against her taking everything that's been given to her. I think she's been given more than she deserves, but 
but take it. You should. Fuck yeah, as anybody in any position, take what you're given and run with it. And she has. God bless her. Man, this is not pretty, though. I mean, it literally looks like an elbow flexing. <laughs> it even does. she even has a big tattoo on her rib cage that looks like a bicep tattoo. <laughs> so there's like a cross right. yeah. that looks like a fucking bicep it's really tattoo. Bad. It's really bad. Go look at the fucking picture and tell me that's not an elbow. Go to it, people. It's facebook.com forward slash beefsticks podcast and look at this fucking like it, elbow. Comment it, share it, spread the elbow to the masses. Spread the elbow. With that being said, um, uh, we're running out of time. I'm going to skip over this next one because it's stupid. I'm going to talk about one that's a little long, but I'll try to make it quick. Uh, fuck, we got. Uh, You're going to skip across The Undertaker appearing at the Post Malone concert all right. and wearing smash guitars with Post Malone and 21 Savage and also chokeslam Post Malone. That's all you needed to say. All right, there you go, Paste. You covered it for us. So I want to make this super quick. I might skip over a little bit of stuff. But um, Access TV, Mark Burnett, uh, uh, Mark Cuban are going to be starting a new show. They're not starting. They're going to be putting out a new show on Access TV called uh, The Women of Wrestling or WOW. It's kind of a take on GLOW. In fact, the, the guy behind starting GLOW, the gorgeous ladies of wrestling, is involved in it. It's a full women's wrestling organization. Access TV puts out New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, I'm, I'm very I'm very excited for this. I love Shimmer and I love Shine, and those are all women productions. I love Stardom over in New Japan, which is where um, Kairi Hojo, or, or what we know as Kairi Sane, started out as, and a bunch of women... They started over there in stardom. Um, an all-women's... I'm not for an all-men's wrestling organization, but an all-women's wrestling organization. You can come up with some amazing people. This is going to be good. It's going to be on Access TV. Um, Access TV will start recording WOW events in Los Angeles later this year for broadcasting beginning in early 2019. Information on the date, venue, and ticket sales will be announced soon. I skimmed way more than I had written down there, but I think that gets the point across. Right, Pasty? Yeah, that gets it across very nicely. I'm looking forward to that. Basically, if you're a wrestling fan who likes anything more than WWE, you have to find a way to get an Access um, TV package. Because now, not only do they have New Japan, but they're going to have WOW, which I can tell you is going to have some of the best women wrestlers out there. Want to hit up some injury updates here because there's some big ones. Uh, multiple sp- sources are saying Sami Zayn was injured, but they don't say what it is. He has traveled to Birmingham, Alabama to deal with it. We don't know how little, how much. That's all we have to say about it. Pasty, Sami Zayn, what do you got to say? Yeah, Sami Zayn. Uh, 2K Sports officially reveal today AJ Styles will be there covering Superstar for the upcoming WWE 2K19 video game. Way to slip that in there. I just figured that could wait a week. But yeah, God bless AJ. He deserves it. Motherfucker deserves it. He's 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 75% of the reason anybody watches WWE right now. So good for him. Thank you for putting that in there, Paste. I skipped over it, but whatever. Um, Dean Ambrose has been at the Performance Center in Orlando lately, but they expect it's still going to be months before he actually shows up on TV. A big one, um, alpha female Jazzy Gabert. Announced on Instagram account that she has been decla- uh, she has been cleared for in-ring action after undergoing neck surgery six months ago. In the video posted on Instagram, her caption states, I'm back. My doctor gave me the green light to step back in the ring and go back to competitive training. I'm available for bookings again. 
Jazzy was in the Mae Young Classic Tournament, if you remember a while back. She's the one that resembled Brigitte Nielsen. And she was eliminated in the first round by Abby Lath. She was offered a contract by WWE, but it was later rescinded due to having three herniated discs in her neck, as Gabbert revealed. In December of 2017, which we talked about on Beefsticks Podcast, here's hoping she gets another shot at maybe getting back into WWE. Um, she's a unique look, uh, a big time, a big tough wrestler. She wasn't. She's one... got to be the general manager first. <laughs> she wasn't one of my favorites, but uh, she she definitely does. It. I mean, why not? I mean, why not? It's, it's um, good and on a positive note, isn't it? It is, it is. And I think that's everything. We actually got everything in. We got the whole Chicago takeover. We got the we whole money in the bank. We talked to Big Man Vader, which is super sad. Um, I'm going to... I'm not going to say that. But anyways, we got all of the news in. All of the news. It's good stuff. I think that's it, Pasty. I honestly think that's the whole yeah. show. Son of a bitch. Sum it right up in a nice little two-hour two package. Ship it on up. And we'll see you next week. And we'll... My name is Pasty White. And I'm Fat Mac. And don't forget, it's not easy being green. Stay that album next week. Next week, the green beef!